Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me this morning. You're on Get Up With God, and we're getting up with God together. It's good to see you this morning. Hope you're having a great week. Are you ready to study the Bible together? I am. Hope you have your Bible with you. I've got mine. I've got my uh, scriptures ready, and uh, I'm ready to read, ready to pray, ready to spend some time with God this morning. We are working our way through the month, working our way through the day, working our way through the week, and I am just ecstatic to be alive in these times. You know, we were born for these times. Uh, We've been reading scripture that says God knew us before he formed us in the womb, and he knew what, what time in humanity you would be perfect for. Not me, you, you know. All of us, we were, God created us for this time. There's no other time that we would have been better created, better suited for. So let's do our best at everything, anything you put your hand to. Um, I've been threatening you guys with this, that I would start a, like a series or something like a podcast on promotion, being promoted. Because I feel like I've learned the anecdote for promotion. And uh, one of the things, one of the tricks to that is putting what you, whatever you put your hand to. Act as if God is standing right behind you watching you do that. And he'll promote you through whatever you, whatever you do. You'll go, you'll go to the highest level in whatever business, whatever um, group, whatever setting you're in. God can promote you better than you can promote yourself. And so everything you do, you act as if, which he is, God is watching you, but you act as if God is watching every move you're making during that and every thing that you do will glorify God. Not just so your boss can see, or not just so the partners can see, or not just so whatever, not just so that the leader can see. You do it so God sees it, and he'll move on the right people, just like he moved on Pharaoh, he moved on Moses, he moved on, you know, every person in the Bible that he's, God's dealt with, you know, they have to make the decision, but God can do some pushing a little bit. Oh yeah, that's good stuff, isn't it? Well, anyway, I, I could do a, do a, like a whole series on, I could talk for hours on promotion and um, God being involved in promotion, but how are you doing this morning? Drop in the comments how you're doing and um, how your week's going. And let me know that things are going well for you. I'm so glad to see everybody that's on with me this morning. Welcome, everybody. If you're watching from Twitch this morning, we want to welcome you. You know, there's a there's thousands of thousands. I would venture to say hundreds of thousands of live streams through Twitch. And here you are watching with me. Thank you for being live with me this morning. Grab your Bible, grab a coffee or some caffeinated, uh, some caffeinated beverage, and let's get our morning started. But thanks for joining on Twitch, on Twitter. If you're watching on Twitter, thank you so much. Uh, we're looking to expand the audience on Twitter. If you could just hit the share button, hit you know, like the post that uh, that messes with the algorithms on Twitter to make it available to more people, so a lot of people can see it. Thank you for thank you for joining me. And then if you're on YouTube, uh, a lot of people don't watch. I don't have a great, you know, I've only got maybe 15 followers, 14 or 15 followers on YouTube. Um, 
And so looking to expand the audience on these, but if you're watching on YouTube, whether it be live or later, thank you so much for joining in Facebook. Um, thank you guys for being on Facebook live. Everybody that's here. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the, uh, uh, the support for the ministry of what we're doing to reach people and also the prayer and the participation. You know, it makes it fun to read the Bible with somebody. You know, you don't have to, but it, the Lord led me to do this, study the Bible with everybody. And so thank you for joining me and being with me. Well, let's get into this thing this morning. I put up a news, uh, one of the news uh, updates I heard yesterday. Um, I live in the great state of Florida. The, the country of Florida, because it seems as if our governor has his has his head on more than a lot of people, uh, more than a lot of governors, more than a lot of senators, more than a lot of um, congressmen, congresswomen, uh, you know, cabinets that pres the president's cabinet people that are in his uh, on his board or his his group um, seems to have his head on understand what the heck is going on. And so I want to take some things to scripture because I, I saw yesterday um, DeSantis had, you know, what I'm going to start doing is I've got the uh, article on my phone, but I'm going to start, uh, I'll start saving it to uh, the computer so that you, I can show you guys the article that I'm reading. Um, but we'll pray. Let's pray here in a second. Let me read this article to you and we can get this out of the way. And then we can go from there. And uh, I've got some scripture on my heart. And we'll share some scripture this morning, and then we'll we'll get our our day going. Sound good? Good. Got to have my caffeinated beverage with no aspartame and no sugar in it. Um, let me go here. And uh, so, yeah, grab your Bible, uh, grab a caffeinated beverage, and let's get the day going here. Um, saw this yesterday. Uh, DeSantis, he signed a, um, signed a protect the children bill, which gives parents rights to essentially protect the children. I haven't read the bill, you know, it's probably hundreds of pages, but, um, what it does is it gives the parents the right to make decisions for the children, for your children. And there was a Senator, um, I think it was a Senator or a Congresswoman, somebody was on the news a few weeks ago, maybe maybe a month or so ago, and made a post, an idiotic post that it's the community's responsibility to raise the children. The responsibility of raising children is no longer on the parents. It's really up to the communities and the schools and the hogwash, baloney. Uh, I venture to say bull honky. That's not, not, that's, that is not at all how God set these things up to be. Um, the parents are to raise children when they come of age, you know, which in, in our country and, you know, our society, 18, you know, that range is you're an adult, you know, that's when you make your own decisions and, um, all the things that we've established as parents inside children should, you know, flourish at that point and, and take, have taken root and them grow in that and have been in that. And so this, what his bill does um, without getting into too many details of it, essentially gives the rights to the parents to where the schools can't have influence on them without the parents' consent, and the parents are heavily involved in what the children's hear, think, have the authority to do. And uh, and this came out yesterday from uh, from Disney. 
They're, they quote, that bill should never have passed. And then the, the subheading is Disney lashes out at DeSantis for signing the anti-grooming bill and vows to fight in court. Well, why is Disney? What's Disney got to do with this? Well, they they heavily influence our children. Um, I'm sure as I, as when I was a kid, I would I would uh, I'd watch Disney or watch their shows. I know we've been to Disney as a kid, and we've brought our daughter. Thank God, you know, um, my wife and I are so thankful. Our daughter, we didn't do this intentionally. A lot of people, uh, you know. A lot of kid, a lot of parents will drag their kids to Disney and make them have a miserable time, so they never want to go back. Well, we didn't do that. Our daughter, though, when she was really little, uh, she, we went to Disney, and she never had a good time. It was hot. It was she had to walk a lot, and then she didn't like being in the stroller. And there was all these elements to her not enjoying herself, which kind of produced a hate for Disney or a, des- a lack of desire, I should say, to go to the theme park. Well, praise be to God because I I'm not a huge theme park goer. Um, I like the rides, but I, unless I could have like this customized experience where I can go and I can not talk to anybody and except my family, and we can go because you know that's kind of the objective when you go is to enjoy yourself and ride the rides. And, and there's a lot of weirdies and and you know all this different stuff, but. Thank God our daughter doesn't have this like craving to go to Disney and we didn't do that intentionally or anything, but, uh, Disney is now feel, they feel as if, you know, the parents, you know, and I, I don't want to get into the whole quote. I just want to get back into scripture. Um, but Disney opposes the anti-grooming bill opposes, uh, parents having the first say in the children's life. Why is that? Well, what, you know, I don't think at face value, they don't want any, you know, I can't even say that, that they probably want the children to have more say in their own life than their parents do. And that's just not that, that, that is not the way God created the parent structure for a children to be raised properly. And so, um, let's talk, let's go to scripture with this and, uh, and we'll, Take a look at what's going on. Turn with me. Let's go into 2 Timothy, but we're going to go into chapter 2 first. And I want to start in uh, verse 19. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 19. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being live with me this morning. It's good to see you. If you're joining me from Apple Podcasts later and you're listening by audio, I have, I have a bunch of people that join by audio. Thank you so much for listening on the Apple Podcast. You know, it, when you watch, when you listen, when you read, when you respond, it lets the people know, especially a small thing like this that I do, that it's wor- something working, it's working, there's engaging to it. I was talking to my uh, my mom and some other people this past week. You know, it takes time to do these things and and it takes money to be able to stream and broadcast out to multiple platforms and the equipment and all the things that that go on to do this properly, not just half-baked. Like I could set up a computer screen and use the mic on the computer and use the webcam on the computer. You know, I could do that, but I want to glorify everything I do. Like I said, I want to glorify God in it. I want him to be, uh, 
I want him to be proud of what it is that we're representing of him, right? So it costs money and time when you respond, when you communicate, you know, when you post things, you tag, it lets me know, hey, this stuff is beneficial and it's working. You know, people are enjoying it and being blessed by it. I would do it anyway, but it tells me what direction to go. You know, it lets us know what's working, what's not working and things like that. But good morning, everybody. Thank you for being on. Randy, good to see you this morning, man. Hope you're having a great day. I know you've been working hard for the past several hours. You've been grinding, man. So appreciate all you do. And I love you, brother. Mom, good to see you. Keith and Becky, it's good to see you guys are on this morning. Mama Connie, it's good to see you this morning as well. Claudette, good to see you. You know, I just got opened up, released on Facebook. I got this notification. I have to read more about it, but I can, I can tag you guys um, and put badges on people or something like this and there's stars and I can give you, you know, um, I, I don't know, I don't know all the words for it, but I can like basically tag people with badges and stuff for being a good followers and you constantly watch and stuff like that, which is really cool. And I think I can, I'll start looking into that a little bit, but it's good to see everybody best. Good to see you. Um, hope you're having a great day. Good to see you, Jared. Good to see you, brother. Donnie. Good to see you. Thanks for being on this morning. Mandy. Good to see you this morning. Thanks for being on. Good to see you, Keith. I see you. Thanks for being on brother. Danielle. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well this morning. It is Tuesday. Jackie, good to see you. So glad that you guys are on this morning and uh, joining me. Ruth, it's good to see you. Thanks for being on with me this morning, everybody that's on. And if I don't shout you out, it's not intentional. Um, again, I just, uh, there's, there's, I go, I see a lot of comments and then some don't make it in time that I'm reading them. So um, I'm reading all that I do see. I'm just reading through everybody's day and how how everybody's going, uh, how how everybody is doing today. Awesome. Amen. Mandy said, uh, "Disney's new movie, Turning Red, shows us that they want kids to be rebellious against their parents." Interesting. I've never seen it. The movie Turning Red. So be careful of that. You know, Disney's known for that kind of, uh, you know, it makes me want to cuss, man. Disney's known for that kind of stuff. Just taking the reins and, you know. You know, I'd rather have, I know this is going to sound weird, but I'd rather have innuendos that that kids don't understand and adults do in a Disney movie because that's what, that's the only thing from when I was a kid that's the only thing that you could find in a Disney movie was innuendos that like adults could understand, but kids are just like, oh, this is, they weren't influencing you. We we're just enjoying ourselves. We we're watching a movie, but now they can't put a movie on without there being an agenda behind it. And don't think that there's not an agenda. There is a hundred percent agenda. Don't be foolish. Don't put your head in the sand with this kind of stuff. You know, don't put, don't be, don't be confused about this. There is an agenda against the Christian body. There's, there's very much an agenda against it. And it's, they attack the children because what happens to children? They, they grow up, they grow up to be adults and the what's instilled into children to grow up to be adults. Um, anyway. Yeah, Jared, uh, Jared and Mandy, uh, 
the husband and wife couple here, they're tag teaming on this this movie. So be careful with this movie, turning red, whatever it is. Kids having more say in what happens in their life than their parents is the theme of the movie. Seeing red or turning red, whatever it's called, something red. If it says red in the title of the Disney movie, don't watch it. It's a new movie. Um, or don't let your kids watch it anyway. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, so they're influ- They want to influence, and that's interesting that that comes out at the time. And DeSantis passes this. You know, it's it's pretty pretty scummy stuff. But welcome everybody, and uh, you know we're spending a bunch of time talking, but we're not really talking. You know, we're we're dealing with things here, and so let's take this to scripture. And I've got a bunch of scripture. We we, we likely will not get to all of these scriptures, but let's start in um, let's start in actually. Hold your place there in Timothy. I want to read you this out of 2 Corinthians 5. Ready? 2 Corinthians 5, 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one. Now listen to this. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Meaning he's died and he's become Uh, in the form of the Holy Spirit given to us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So once you're in Christ Jesus, you're a new creation. You're, You're not a new gender. But go back to what it's saying. Therefore, from now on, we we regard no one according to the flesh. So we don't recognize the flesh anymore. You know, a Christian's a Christian. Now, people can be a certain way, but a true Christian, if you are a Christ-like person, a Christian, you're not racist anymore. You're not sexist anymore. You're not of a certain agenda anymore. You are not to regard people according to the flesh. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Not according to how they... And that goes for you too. It goes for you too. It doesn't go against... Uh, just for what you see other people as this goes for you regard yourself no longer on the flesh. And so when you, when you see people that are so self, I don't mean self, self conscious as in insecure, but you see people as self-aware that they have to change their gender and identity to be accepting of themselves well, that's you're regarding your flesh. You are observing only your flesh. You're not to regard that anymore. You're not to observe that anymore. You are to be recognized as though you were bought and remodeled by Christ. You're a new person. You're not the same anymore. So you don't need to worry about I'm a man, I'm a woman. You are if you're a man, check the plumbing. I, I saw Randy Cook post that the other day. Check the plumbing. It's easy to tell. Kenneth E. Hagen said years ago in one of his videos, he said, a man ought to be a man. A woman ought to be a woman. A man ought to smell like a man, look like a man, act like a man, be a man. How true. You you know, I'm not confused about who I am. I don't need prayer and, and seeking to figure out what I am. 
And even if I felt a certain way, I'm told to no longer pay attention to the flesh. I'm I'm told to pay attention to the spirit and not be worried about what my flesh feels or seeks or desires. I'm not about that anymore. Turn with me into, uh, well, you should already be there if you are a good follower here. Second Timothy chapter two, um, let's go to verse 19 it says, nevertheless, the foundation, the foundation of God standeth sure having the seal, the Lord knows them that are his and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So there should be a separation from when you get saved, when you become a Christ like person, there should be a separation. Let them depart from iniquity. But in verse 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some of honor and some to honor and some to dishonor. And if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and met meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So there's a separation. You, most people don't like this. Most people don't want to hear this. Most people don't have time for this. Their, their lives are too busy to hear this, that they are to purge themselves. You've got to transition from an old life. If a man therefore purges himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet with the master's use, prepared unto every good work. Verse 22, flee, listen now, flee also youth, youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, love, peace with them that are that call on the Lord of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preadventure, will give them repentance to the, to the acknowledging of the truth. And they that may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So flee youthful lusts. That's all this is. Listen now. This is, it's youthful, uh, immature type feelings when you, when, when, and that's why it's so important for a child to be raised up, not just by a parent, but by a parent who is a God fearing parent. We have enough parents that are confused as it is, but he's speaking to mostly adults here to flee youthful lusts. It's, it, it, it would be a normal thing for your kid to hear something contrary to the word of God and them to feel drawn to it because they're human. They're a human being, but it is our responsibility to, to direct that feeling to the right place. Well, Dylan, there's a lot of places that you could direct them. You know, God and Jesus are not the only spiritual forces. hundred percent agreed with you. God and Jesus, there are multiple spiritual things going on on the planet, but there's only one living God. We have to point our children to the living God, not to the, not to any spiritual force that exists or not to any feeling that feels right. 
it's that's youthful lusts and desires that you have to pull yourself from and keep yourself from. Turn, uh, listen to this in Philippians chapter 3. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Obviously, they're not talking about wiener dogs and dachshunds. They're talking about uh, the name the Jews would use against people. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation, mutilating the body. For we are, are the circumcision who worship God in, in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh, though I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised my eighth day, the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So Paul is saying, you you want to look at how you let your life and say that you're um you you know to regard basically what you see i could do the same but i won't he's like i could i could prove to you that that and what he's talking about is a religious flesh he's not talking about really sin here he's talking about them regarding their tribe and where they come from but hey here's the reality of it he's like i could do all the same thing but i regard myself no more i have no confidence in the flesh any longer my confidence is in my savior who's redeemed me and actually changed my spirit person which conform which moves the flesh you know, um, here's what this kind of, here's a good example of it. You've got someone who's overweight and big and they have a suit. It's a, it's a man, right? A big overweight person. And they have a suit that's, uh, that's too bit, uh, too tight, won't fit them. And all of a sudden now they take that, keep taking that suit to the tailor and that suit keeps getting you know, stit pulled and, you know, they keep taking stitches out and extending the sleeves and, you know, making the pants bigger, making the jacket bigger so that they can fit them. Well, what is what that's doing? That would be like conforming the flesh, conforming your flesh to what you feel like is the right thing to do. That's living your life and conforming your life to what you feel is right. But it's not until the, that man loses the weight and becomes a smaller being that that suit can fit properly. You can maneuver the suit all you want, but it'll never fit the right way. It'll be bigger, it'll look bigger, but it'll never fit like a suit should fit until the body is sized the right way. Until the body loses weight in your body. In this example, you're the human inside that, that suit, that tuxedo, whatever it is, is too large to fit in the suit. Now, you could tailor the suit, but the suit was made with a certain size and it's only got so much cloth on it. It's going to run out at some point. So the body has to be conformed. The body now has to be remodeled. It has to lose weight so it can fit within that suit the right way. Because Kenneth Copeland, I know I used an example of him the other day, but Kenneth Copeland, he used to be very overweight. What he's, what he said, I I've never seen him overweight. He's super small. 
but he tells stories of when he was very overweight when he started in ministry and he had a pair of pants that he had when he was very big and he said he kept losing weight kept losing weight kept losing weight and that suit he had to keep tailoring in because he couldn't afford a, a bunch of suits and the suit pants would keep getting smaller and there's two pockets on the back well as he as he hemmed the pants or or tailored the pants they'd keep coming closer and closer until he almost had one pocket in the back of his pants because they get they were just getting so small so you can tailor the suit you can tailor a suit and make it change you can change the flesh and change it but until the spirit changes until the man on the inside changes that thing's not going to fit right Trust me, I've tr- I've gained weight, lost weight, and I've had su- custom-made suits and tried to tailor them and fit them, and they never fit the same as the first time it, made, it was made to fit that body. It's not until the body loses the weight and gets to the right size to fit in the right suit with the right amount of cloth that it fits the right way. So we can't regard the flesh, or we can't have confidence in the flesh and the outside. You're going to feel a certain way. You're going to think a certain way, but you've got to change this. You've got to conform yourself. You've got to conform your life to the word of God. Let's look in second Corinthians 11. Second, uh, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty two. Paul again. He said, "Are they Hebrews?" This is Second Corinthians eleven twenty two. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleep, sleeplessness often, in hungers and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes unto me daily, my deep concern from, for all the churches. Who is weak? I am not weak. Who is made to stumble? And I do not burn with indignation. Now listen. If I must boast, I will boast in the things which confirm, which concern my infirmity. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the government under Aretas, the king, was guarding the, the city of, of Damas, uh, Damascus with a garrison desiring to arrest me. But I was less down through a basket in the window in the wall and escaped from his hands. So he's, he's he, what he's saying is, listen, you, you can't one-up me. I've been there. He's like, I've been there. 
you can't you can't one up me. You can't tell me there's one thing or another that's going to get one up on me. I've been there. But I've been redeemed. I've been rescued through it. He, he's made it through every peril. And he gives the, the, the recognition and glory to, to Jesus Christ. Because he's learned to move past the things that his flesh has confidence or, or his flesh experiences, his physical body experiences. You've got to parent. Your spirit has to parent your flesh body. If you can't, if you don't have any discipline, now I'm not saying you're perfect and you, you, you uh, have, no, uh, f- have no flaw, but I'm saying if you aren't even disciplined enough to, uh, for your spirit to, to lead your own flesh in the right directions, how can you lead a child who, who is a physical being to do things the right way? You have to control your own flesh and lead your flesh by your spirit. And your spirit gains knowledge and information. Your spirit does by the word of God. And your spirit has to be alive, quickened by Jesus to be able to read this word and make sense of it. Because it's, it's darkness, it's confusion to, to the world that doesn't have their spirit renewed. This Bible is. It doesn't make sense to the world if their spirit's not renewed. Colossians 3 and 5 says, Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of whom created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So, be careful. Be careful for... I shouldn't say be careful, meaning be anxious or worried about, but be aware of, be conscientious of what's going into the house, what's coming in. And like I told you the other day, it's easier to avoid the grocery store than to avoid the the ice cream aisle. If you're trying to not go into the sweets, it's it's easier just to avoid the whole grocery store. Well, it's easier to avoid uh, your children watching a dirty program if you don't even allow them in the house. Don't even allow them in the house. Well, let me see what they're watching. Well, let me let me uh, allow certain things to be watched. Let me allow certain uh, uh, restrictions around what they do. 
not because I want to I want to restrict them or I'd want to inhibit them, but I want to I, I I'm responsible for what goes. Now people could be like, well, I just you know it's not my uh, I don't I don't want to take the time for it anymore. That's not your choice anymore. You you're responsible to do that. It's your responsibility to do that. your responsibility to do that so anyway I was going to talk about uh, Biden's approval rating but it's non-existent <laughs> Anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for watching this morning. Thanks for being with me. I'm ready to start my day. Hope you're ready to start your day. And uh, I love you so much. Let me pray for you, Lord. Bless these people under the sound of my voice. Help them today. I reach my hands out to them and I, I extend right now, Father, the blessing that you put on me to them. Father, help them in Jesus' name. Whatever they go through, whatever they put their hand to today, help them, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. I love you so much. Have a great day. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow, 6 a.m. Um, check out my website. Uh, consider and pray about being a partner with Get Up With God and Believe in God for 420 partners to partner with Get Up With God monthly so we can fund this thing and extend it, expand it to the world, do everything that we can do to help as many people as possible. Pray about it. Any amount is, is, is fine. $5, $10, $100, $1,000. Ask the Lord what he'd have you do, if he'd have you do anything, and then uh, believe with me. If you don't want to give, fine. Don't bother me at all, but ask the Lord if he'd, to, to bless this ministry and what we're doing. We're trying to help people. And so pray for us. If you don't give, pray. Be a partner in some capacity and be blessed. I love you so much. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Have a great day today. See ya. Bye-bye.